Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Monday, June the 21st. It's a summer solstice, actually, so the longest day of the year. Shame we don't have too much summer weather at the moment. Plenty of rain around across Kent right now. Should improve over the next couple of days or so. Now, first today, two men have been arrested following a ram raid in the early hours of this morning. A co-op on the Isle of Grain was targeted at about 3am with cigarettes and alcohol stolen. A police helicopter and several patrol cars were used to search the area and a car was spotted. It then failed to stop for officers. Following a chase, an area of woodland in Strood was searched and two men in their 30s from Medway have been arrested. You can see pictures of the damage to the shop at kentonline.co.uk. Elsewhere, more than 100 firefighters have been tackling a huge warehouse fire on the Kent London border. Also on the website, you can see pictures of the flames that swept through the building on Viking Way in Erith. It broke out last night and crews have spent the day damping down hot spots and investigations going to take place to work out how it started. A mum from Chatham whose baby has an incredibly rare condition is desperately trying to find experts who can help him. Lucinda Andrews gave birth to Leo in March before medics discovered a genetic disorder which affects the TBCD gene. Now it means he can't move his arms or legs and only 16 people in the world have been officially diagnosed with the condition since 2016. Lucinda's been chatting to our colleagues at KMTV. Leo was born in my local hospital in Medway on the 7th of March and um, we kind of didn't really know that there was a problem to begin with. It was only after like an hour or so that we realised that he was very, he wasn't moving, like he was very, they describe it as floppy. They said that we needed to go to St Thomas's to see the specialists over there, like the neurologist. And um, so when he was four days old we got transferred over to to London and yeah now we've got the diagnosis but it kind of then just leaves us with not really having anywhere to go because there isn't a treatment or cure as it stands at the moment and that's why I'm reaching out to everyone and anyone that might be able to share Leo's story to try and find someone that is a little bit more aware of these conditions or similar conditions to do the research into like trying to find a treatment for him. He's on breathing support at the moment and it has been voiced to me by the specialist that over time he's going to require more and more help, more assistance with his breathing. There's basically only so many settings on his machine and at some point he'll max those settings and then there is no more help for him. And that's obviously like my biggest fear, like I, I can't watch him go through that, I can't watch him deteriorate. Julian Spinks is a GP in Stroud. He's also been speaking to us about the condition. This is something I'd never heard of before. And having seen how rare it is, it's not surprising I hadn't heard of it. And the fact that uh, across the UK, there are very few people who know anything about it. It's a very rare condition, but the genetic problem um, causing a problem with something called tubulin folding coenzyme D. Very technical. Tubulins are... Um, things that form up some of the, uh, the tiny structure inside cells and so if they're not there uh, then it causes problems. Unfortunately the effect on babies is that they have uh, developmental problems with their, their brain and also get weakness so they can't move properly. Um, because of the small number of cases the amount of research that's been done into it is more about the genes than actually how to treat it medically and so we're in a very early stage. Kent Online News.
Now, today should have been so-called a Freedom Day with all COVID restrictions being lifted. But as I'm sure you know by now, it's been delayed until July the 19th. It's all because of a surge in cases of the Delta variant. Well, latest figures show coronavirus cases in Kent have risen by 22% in a week. 658 people tested positive in the week to last Tuesday but only nine patients are currently being treated for COVID-19 in the county's hospitals. Gravesham and Maidstone have the highest infection rate, while Folkestone has the lowest. Almost six in ten adults across Kent have now had both doses of a vaccine. A 31-year-old woman's been arrested after a paramedic was apparently punched in the face at the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford. It's said to have happened in the A&E department there. Another woman was also arrested following a separate incident which saw a huge emergency response at Medway Maritime in Gillingham yesterday. The 55-year-old is being held on suspicion of criminal damage. Kent commuters are going to be able to buy flexible season tickets from today, potentially saving them hundreds of pounds if they only want to go into the office for work two or three times a week. The scheme offers unlimited travel between two destinations on any eight days in a month-long period. A paperless flexible ticket can be used from June the 28th. Extra CCTV is going to be installed at Canterbury's Dane John Gardens to try and tackle crime and antisocial behaviour. There have been a number of attacks in the park in recent years. The seven new cameras are part of a £380,000 project aiming to make the park safer. Gates are also now being closed at night. A group of neighbours in Ashford have hit out after being ordered to remove play equipment from their gardens. Ashford Borough Council have told residents in Trumpet House to remove the pieces, including trampolines and Wendy houses, from their communal garden. The council says the equipment must be removed as it can become a fire risk and any residents who break the rules will be in breach of their tenancy agreement. A driver's been pulled over after being caught going more than 100 miles per hour on the M20. He overtook an unmarked police car in between Swanley and Rootham yesterday and also had no insurance and only a provisional licence. Now today marks the start of Children's Hospice Week, so we thought we'd shine a light on the incredible work done by Demelza in Kent. They provide care and support for seriously ill children and their families across the southeast and have a base at Bobbing near Sittingbourne. The last year has been a huge challenge for the staff. Hayley Richardson is the director of fundraising there. She's been chatting to Jamie. Most of the families that we look after are, and the children are clinically vulnerable. And for all of our families, they had to isolate and, and come with that. The concern is if their child catches COVID-19 and, and how that would impact them. But also a lot of our parents also they're full-time carers for, for the children. And if they caught it, the care that their children needed. So it added additional pressures and concerns for our families that we looked after. And we needed to make sure as an organisation that we could continue to offer our services and support to our families through the pandemic. And from an, an organisational perspective as well, how has it been for the hospice over the past year? It's been challenging, but we had to be agile we had to react quickly and we need we knew that our families needed our support more than more than ever we really needed to change the way that we delivered our services and that offered a lot of challenges for us as an organization on how we reached so many families technology was our savior um, zoom was our savior being able to do therapy sessions and reach our families in that way and we really want to be able to raise awareness that we're here 
that we want to help more families and, and more children and um, I'm really the fundraising part of it. So on Friday, the, the 25th of June, we're asking everyone to don their shorts uh, for Shorts for Short Lives Day. Um, donate, take a selfie and tag us at Demelza Hospice on social channels. Um, you can find more information at shortforshortlives.org.uk. Kent Online reports. A little boy has been thrown from his bike into stinging nettles after riding into a rope that had been tied across a footpath in East Morling Woodland. The nine-year-old was cycling near Hillbury Farm when it happened on Saturday. His dad reckons it might have been put there as a trap and has reported it to police. At Kent Online today, you can see what's left of Dartford's abandoned Wells Firework Factory. The site produced fireworks for Disneyland and the Winter Olympics between the 1950s and 70s and employed more than 150 people. Now it's been reclaimed by nature and urban explorers have taken the opportunity to take pictures of the eerie looking buildings. More than 50 elephant sculptures have brightened up Maidstone as part of a new art trail. You may well have seen them over the weekend. It's based on the children's book character Elmer the Patchwork Elephant with the pieces decorated by local and national artists. But they've been dotted around the town to raise money for the heart of Kent Hospice in Aylesford. Isla Butler is from One Maidstone. The occasion where we were allowed to come along and look at the designs and select our designs was so exciting. But um, yeah, that it's just been surprising passed completely by actually seeing it come to fruition and seeing it in real life here in Brenchley Gardens. It's amazing. So you're hoping that residents and visitors are going to come from miles just, just to see these elephants, is that the goal? Absolutely. I think the, um, the, the appeal of the Elmer Trail is, well there's so many aspects to why it was appealing to us. Um, it's just such a wonderful spectacle to have here in the town centre and we know that it's something that will attract additional footfall and on that basis it's going to be a great thing for our businesses, it's going to give a boost to our economy and um, as people are exploring the town they might find something in Maidstone that they've not found before. Um, and it's just going to give a palpable lift, I think, to um, the, the mood in the town. And just for the people of Maidstone in particular, are you hoping that they're going to you know, not just enjoy these, but, but be proud of it? Is it something for Maidstone to be, to be proud of? It's absolutely something that the community can get behind. Um, we all know and um, are care about the heart of Kent Hospice. It's a fantastic cause. And this is just something for us all to come together with, come into the town and enjoy, and know that we're supporting that fantastic cause. And obviously, other than your own sculpture, do you have a favourite that you've seen so far where you think that, I like that one, that one's got a special place in my heart? Um, absolutely love Where's Wally. Um, and he's located right in the heart of the town centre and um, even walking through the town uh, very early this morning people were gathering around and looking at him but they're all beautiful, so colourful and eye-catching. And obviously so many benefits to Maidstone, how long will they be here for? They're here for nine weeks so there's plenty of time for people to come in and explore the trail and find out a bit more about the artists and also about the town itself. Neighbours on a street in Ashford are celebrating today after scooping a whopping £270,000 on the People's Postcode Lottery. The residents of Evans Road will be getting £30,000 each. The lottery was set up in 2005 to help raise money for good causes. And an international rugby star has been flown to a game by helicopter from Tunbridge School after his wife gave birth. Joe Marler, who lives nearby and plays for Harlequins, arranged for the flight to his match in Bristol over the weekend so he could spend more time with his wife and new baby. Kent Online Sport. 
Cricket and Kent have beaten Essex with a record-breaking score in the T20 Blast. The Spitfires finished on 236 for three at Canterbury yesterday, their highest ever score in the competition. They've won five out of their six games so far this season and are top of the South Group as they prepare for a trip to Gloucestershire tomorrow. Staying with cricket and England's one-day international series against Sri Lanka will take place in front of larger-than-expected crowds after being named as a government trial event. Precise details on numbers haven't been announced for next week's game at Durham just yet or at the Oval and Bristol. Hence, Sam Billings is in the England squad. And it's been confirmed up to 32,000 fans will be allowed in to watch the Open Golf Tournament in Sandwich next month. It's taking place at Royal St George's and will also be part of the government's events trial as it's just before the new date for the full lifting of lockdown restrictions. Those who have tickets might have to prove they've been vaccinated or tested negative for coronavirus. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.